Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our NFL preseason best bets episode. I think the two people I've name-checked the most in our division previews running up to this episode have been Chris Raybon, my nemesis, and Brandon Anderson, who did exemplary preview work covering everything. Best offenses, best offensive lines, best quarterbacks. Those are our two guests today. They will be joining me and my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, back in the Garden State, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hey, Chad. How we doing, brother? Dude, I even though like nothing changes for me, I'm generally glad to have you back in my uh, in my time zone. <laughs> that makes one of us. There is it's it's truly shocking flying into Philadelphia coming from Hawaii. Um, I mean, I love Philly, but holy shit, is an ugly place. So it was it was truly shocking. Like flying in, I was like, oh my god, I'm back here among all these peasants. So uh, yeah, you know what? I disagree with you about Philly, even though you're a native. Uh, you know, my kid goes to Drexel, and Drexel has built up that campus. It's it's lovely, and there is an area called Drexel Park. He doesn't live too far from there, and this the view of downtown over the uh, over the uh, train station across the school kill downtown. It's beautiful, Simon, and when the sun is setting, it's top notch, gorgeous. Yeah, it's Philadelphia. Philly represent. Better- it's 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 beautiful from afar, but once you get close, go walk those streets, Chad. Let me know how beautiful Philadelphia is as someone that lives and goes to Philadelphia all the time. Um, here's how I know. Here's how I know <laughs> uh, we are ready for the season. Okay, here's how I know. I uh, Simon and I we got a little bit of a, a special treat, sort of um, a favorites special video that we're going to be doing during the season that is separate from the podcast that you will be able to watch on YouTube. And by the way, you can watch us on YouTube. If you're watching us right now, please subscribe. Please like, please like, there you go. Tito, Tito, (laughs) our our producer, I'm saying it like us on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, watch us on YouTube. I signed up for NFL plus uh, the premium because I want to get the all 22 because Simon and I are going to be doing something uh, based on the all 22 during the season. And I, te- I slacked Simon last night asking him a question about how to access all 22. And Simon's response uh, was classic. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, how the hell do I get access to this all 22 film through the NFL website? Uh, and, and he goes, I made a quick video for you. Um, I'm drunk and I can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I committed into the show, people. I was out at a bar and I took the time to make a screen grab video just in the chat how to click on a link. And uh, I texted a buddy of mine at the NFL this morning. I'm like, do I need a PhD to figure out how to access <laughs> NFL Plus Premium? Once you figure it out, though, it's easy. But I would say to people, I'm not here to promote products we're not getting anything for, but it's a pretty good deal. If you're into watching film and replay of games, um, yeah, NFL paired up with, what is it, YouTube, TV, and you get Red Zone all 22, all the games on replay. Um, I think, what'd you do, the one that's seventy nine ninety nine? Yes. Yeah. So it's like a little deal they're doing right now. You can save 20 bucks. And again, deal. if you're just like us, you're crazy about football, it's worth it. Hey, Chad, if you work for Action Network, you know you get that for free, right? Just hit me up. I got you with a, a free subscription. <laughs> Chris Raybon coming in before we've even officially introduced him. Search your emails, bro. Honestly, I told him. I told him. Not only do I know we get it, I, not only do I know we get it, I'm fairly certain I signed off on everybody getting it. And I last night was doing the work and like I just didn't have the patience to wait until today to start slacking people because I'm benevolent like that. I don't want to bother people late in the evening here, but let's get, let's get to work. All right, Simon, as a reminder, the favorites podcast is proudly presented by bet three, six, five, the world's favorite sports book brand sign up with promo code action to get bet three, six, five's exclusive sign up offer bet $1 on any game, get $200 in bonus bets must be 21 or older 
Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Got to pay the bill, Simon. Matt Mitchell, I'm bringing you in, brother. Do you have an update on the contest I have mentioned many, many times over the past few weeks? I sure do. Is it ready? The contest is not quite ready. It is so, so, so close. Not yet, but it will almost certainly be ready in time for Thursday's episode. What is the name of our amazing, never-before-done contest going to be? Uh, The official name will be The Favorites Podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest presented by Bet365 or just The Favorites Podcast Contest for short. Are you telling me we are giving away, we are giving away $100,000? No, we're not. What do you mean? We're actually going to give away $120,000. What? But 100000 just was a nice round number. It's true. We're playing to semantics here. We're giving away $120,000. Tell the good people what it will cost to play in this contest. It will be entirely free to play, Chad. We are giving away $120,000 for free to listeners and watchers of this podcast in a contest. Who's getting paid? Which people, which of the lucky listeners are getting paid? We'll be paying out lots of people. The grand prize winner will get $40,000. Second gets $10,000, but the entire top 10 at the end of the year will finish in the money. That's not all though, is it, Matt Mitchell? Because those aren't the only people getting paid. No, we'll, uh, we'll also have weekly prizes. You can bet your ass on that. We'll, uh, we'll be paying the top five finishers Every single week, they will win cash prizes as well with a $1,500 cash prize for first place every week. Unreal. Unreal that we'll be doing this. Uh, Will people be picking games? Yes. You just have to pick five games against the spread, a pretty standard pick them contest, plus a very simple weekly tiebreaker. That's it. Who can play? Uh, right now, looks like we're, we're finalizing the legalese right now, but you have to be a legal U.S. resident. You need to be 21 or older when you sign up, and it appears that there will be three or four states where a contest like this is not allowed for residents, but we'll know those states for sure by Thursday when we go live. All right. How can we keep people informed? How can they learn more? Chad, you're never going to believe this, but the best place to learn all of the ins and outs is right here on the Favorites podcast presented by Bet365. We'll have all the information on how to sign up, what the deadline is, the gameplay, the bye weeks, the strategy, the official rules, all that stuff. And of course, as a reminder, the show will have new episodes every Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday, starting NFL week one. Look, Simon, I know we want to get to Brandon and, and Raybon. I do honestly, and I appreciate them sitting through our, our spiel here, but uh This is like the dream come true, right? When we started doing this podcast three or four years ago, we were picking five games against the spread in a big money contest. And that was sort of the spine for the whole show. We're going through the whole slate on Tuesday. We're narrowing down the games. We get a little bit closer on Thursday. We're going back and forth, trying to convince each other, come to a consensus. We're putting the picks in on Sunday. Our dream was always, how can we do it with everybody who's listening to the show? The fact we get to do this now is fucking insane. Thank you to Bet365. Thank you to Matt Mitchell for getting this going like and staying on it. How lucky are we? Chad, I mean, how, we, every show you tell the people we love them. How is there a greater way to show these people how much we love them? Give them away 120K. I mean, I, I would love to find a show that can go above 60% two out of the last three years and gives me 100K. I mean, if there's a show out there other than us, I don't think it exists, Chad. I really don't. So, um, yeah, I've been telling everyone I know about this contest. It's like, dude, get your wives to sign up, get your kids to sign up, or I know there's an age limit, but, um, yeah, it's how do you not play? It's free money. And we talk all the time. You don't need to be the best, right? You don't need to be a pro to win these contests. You just need to have a good read on the season and stay hot. And that's that's the coolest part is it takes $0 to sign up. You have a chance at first place. $40,000, $40,000, Chad. God damn. So good. So freaking good. Raybon and Brandon are a little bit jealous right now. I can, they can see sign it. up. 
in their face. They can, it's true. They can sign up. I don't they know. Better sign Fucking up. Raybon. I brought this damn company better sign up. Raybon was so freaking hot last year. He might run away with this thing. Meanwhile, Brandon <laughs> Anderson uh, is so good at the Futures Awards, uh, at the Futures Bets. His podcast, his Action Network podcast, uh, previewing Futures Bets is out now. It's brilliant stuff. Guys, thanks for sticking around. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Chris. Hello. I, I waited my turn, <laughs> unlike Raybon, who had to jump in earlier and give away free subscriptions to you. Here I am. I've, I've waited patiently. I'm ready to give out some winners. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chad. Today, <laughs> we are going to talk about Brandon and Raybon's, uh, their top plays before the season kicks off next Thursday. Plus, Simon and I are going to recap the ones we love the most. Simon, I feel like I've been trying harder than I ever have on this podcast. I've been more focused. I've been researching more. I've been spending more time thinking about what we're going to say. I have so many notes in our script right now about my favorite bets. Let me scroll down. Did Simon? I, I love it. You're just like, yeah, I've been taking it easy these last couple of years. This year, yeah. I'm all in. That There's, was so unbrave. I didn't say I've been. Ta- I didn't say I've been taking it easy. <laughs> I said I've been working harder. I didn't know how much harder I could work. I challenged myself and I go. said. I said, you know what? I want to see how hard I can go. I want to see if I can be even better at doing what I do. My first best bet, I want to get Simon's reaction. I want to get Raybon. I want to get Brandon. Uh, Simon, you and I loved this one last year. Trevor Lawrence to lead the league in touchdown passes 30 to 1. Let me give you my reasoning. Last year, 25 regular season touchdown passes, right? 16 of those came in the latter half of the season. Four multi-touchdown games in the latter half, plus that epic comeback against the Chargers. Remember last year we talked about this. He was missing receivers in red zone situations, lacking touch, lacking accuracy, improved as the year went on, playing in division with terrible D-lines, not going to get a lot of pressure. 14 of their games played in places where you can expect good weather or in a dome, 30 to 1. Any one of you can respond. Simon, I'll start with you, and then you can give me your best bet. But first, how do you like my best bet? Trevor Lawrence, 30 to 1, lead the league in touchdown passes. You know anything better than 25 to 1, I'm like, let's do it. Why, why not? If you're going to do a future and lock your money up for six months, at least let's get good odds here. And there's a scenario, right? We talked. They're, they're one of the easiest divisions, right? That's a big factor when you're factoring in that they're in a division that they will be able to move the ball. And then you're adding Calvin Ridley, right? So it's year two in an offense, and you're getting a huge upgrade at the wide receiver position. And even Travis Etienne, I think the fact that, you know, there was a lot of hype about this kid named Tank, the, the number two running back. He had a fumble inside the red zone. And now it might just be Etienne's show in the red zone, which is a big upgrade because, again, they can use him to catch the ball in the red zone. So it's it's another benefit. I would say, you know, if, if we're talking good odds, that's a good number, Chad. A- anything above 30 to 1, I think, is a good number for Trevor to lead the league just because we already talked about we're We're one of those guys where we think he should keep excelling. So at that number, that's a good price. Brandon. Be a hater. <laughs> I am a bit of a hater on the Jaguars. I'll explain why with my Houston Texans love, a team I'm all in on this year. I don't mind the bet, though. I think with Jacksonville, the reason I'm hesitant on them is because of everything that's not named Trevor Lawrence. I don't like the offensive line. I don't trust the defense. I think that the defensive lines on the other teams in the division are actually a little better than maybe you're giving credit. But if Jacksonville is good, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the reason why. And there certainly is a path where Jacksonville with a soft division, soft schedule, Trevor Lawrence breakout, suddenly they're 12, 13 wins. If that happens, it's because Trevor Lawrence had another huge step forward. And we've seen effectively, this is basically a sophomore year, right? Like Urban Meyer, goodbye. That year never happened. So to me, the notes you had about improvement last year, they make sense because they're basically like, yeah, he was a rookie and rookies improve in the second half. And usually they improve a lot more the next year. So I think if we think of framing him that way, he looks like the guy to kind of step into that Burrow Allen mix at the top of the AFC. I don't mind playing the Jaguars high end outcome. So I think taking a longer shot future is a good way to do it. Raybon, I am going to give you so much love for uh, one of the one of the bets you wrote about in advance of the season. I don't want that to influence whether or not you should compliment me for making this choice. Yeah, no, I I actually like Trevor Lawrence upside bets because it kind of goes into what Brandon talked about. I think 
there are a lot of shaky units on this Jaguars team. The one that is not is the skill positions with Lawrence, Ridley, Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and ETN. And so I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. And that's what's going to get you to a, a league lead in passing touchdowns. And I think he doubled, he doubled his passing touchdowns from year one to year two. So, you know, there's certainly the possibility uh, in year three that he does, he, he takes another step forward. And I think this team's going to be in a lot of shooters. The only like tough part of it is they do have four games against the, the Texans and the Colts. And then, you know, another two against the Titans. So like in these division games, are they going to be low scoring or are the Jaguars going to be forced to put up some points? That's the only thing that might hold him back. But outside of that, I mean, this, that's the, it's actually the perfect environment for, for a guy to lead the league in uh, Double 25 is 50, too. by the way. Um, so that's kind of what our target and, is uh, great for this year. Uh, that's what I mean. I think we're going mean, to have to get to Mahomes 50. might mess around what and Mahomes throw can 50, do and maybe so what Josh can, Allen can I do. I need that kind uh, of upset. All right, Simon, <laughs> give me one of your best bets. Yeah, it's it's going to go against what these are going to talk about later, maybe a little bit, but I'm all in on the Saints, Chad. Divisional odds, um, to me, it's it's the best number of all the teams where they're in a division where it's all these young teams that are just kind of thrown together at this point, right? There's a lot of inexperienced quarterbacks, and you have a Derek Carr coming off his worst season as a pro in a new offense with a ton of new toys. And I think we had um, – I don't know when we had the luck rankings, but it might have been two weeks ago – they talked about the Saints were the top three unluckiest team in all of football last season. And that's another reason why we like them just to be more lucky this upcoming season where they talked about that. That projects out where an easy schedule, veteran quarterback, and they should have good luck on their side. Where last year they had bad injury luck. I mean, they had a couple of games where, you know, they're starting a tight end at quarterback and Jameis Winston. It was just a real mix mosh of players last year where I think Derek Carr, we don't need him to be top 10, right? If he comes in, he's top 15. And Michael Thomas can get back to what he was. And Kamara comes back after week three. I mean, come on. That's such a high-powered team. So um, there's not many teams I'd bet really chalky on, that heavy. And at this point, the, my biggest bet, divisional odds-wise, are of the Saints. All right. I want to hold off on, on Raybon and Brandon's response to that because uh, I know we're going to do a lot of Falcons talk. And one, <laughs> yeah. of my best, one of my favorite bets I stole from Raybon is also Falcons focused. So there's going to be good somehow. Chad only is talking, a limit. We can how much uh, NFC South we can talk. Yeah. There, like, I don't know how we're going to, how this ended up being a Falcons <laughs> NFC South podcast, but there's going to be a lot of conversation about yeah. that. Let me throw another one at you. And, and uh, a couple other ones, Jalen Carter, defensive rookie of the year, seven, one bet, three, six, five, great odds. He's blowing up camp. Simon, I think you agree with me on that. Brandon, uh, I like, he, you may have talked about that on the podcast. I haven't heard it yet. Um, but here's another one of my big bets. Bills Niners to reach the Super Bowl. I think it's about 30-something to one, maybe 35 to one. Evan Abrams, our crack researcher, has a stat. Nine of the past 10 Super Bowl winners started the season at least uh, at less than 12 to one. So I went through all the matchups and I decided – the Niners defense, reigning defensive player of the year, top three defensive line, a brilliant coach. Let's assume Brock Purdy is better. Great skill position players, positionless football. Josh Allen, a year removed from day ball, more comfortable. Elbow is healed. Defensive line improved. Bills Niners, that's my matchup in the Super Bowl. Longish odds. Respond, Simon. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be all anti 49ers all season, Chad. It, it's just an easy position to take. Of this is how football does it, right? It's this this team that last year they got close. They were so close, right? They brought in a rookie, he won eight straight games. Now they've turned around and turned the keys to a Ferrari over to this seventh round rookie. That a whole off season, all these defensive coordinators. I mean, I'm talking about the geniuses of football had now film on this kid to develop against him. It's I got a bad feeling about this 49ers team. And the fact that Nick Bosa still isn't in camp just adds to it. I mean, me and you already love Pittsburgh week one. I mean, is that not a gift? Pittsburgh plus three against Brock Purdy coming in with all this drama. How can that not have been the weirdest QB room this whole summer? And, you know, to me, 
I, I can't believe they're doing it. The money makes sense, right? When you look at the money, the fact they're paying this kid 800K, 900K over the next like couple seasons, it's a smart move if he does work out to what Shanahan's looking for. Shanahan's looking for this kid to be another Jimmy Garoppolo. He's never had another Jimmy, right? We've seen it. it the only time he's had success is with Jimmy as a head coach. So to me, I'll go counter to it of they're at good numbers to fade them to miss the playoffs. <laughs> they're at a good number to take either the Seahawks or the Rams in this division. And they have a nice win total taken under where they might figure it out right with Brock, but it might be a little too late because I just think it's going to be one of those things where last year was nice because he wasn't thinking. He'll be thinking this year. It's going to be a lot different than it was last year when he just stepped into that offense. So, um, yeah, for me, this is what pros do. We're the we're the negative news guys where everyone's projecting 49ers number two team and the NFC. They're the best. They're going to make a Super Bowl. And I'm telling you to bet them to miss the playoffs, Chad. It, it's not fun. But this is this is how we do it. This is funny because I agree with Simon, but for like completely different reasons. I, so I think that this team is more fragile than it's been. You got, uh, you know, the the whole the interior offensive line is pretty unestablished. You know, you got a new right tackle who's had five pro starts. Trent Williams is thirty five. Bose is not in camp. You got a new defensive coordinator. You uh, your cornerback depth is shaky. Uh, like. All those things, I think, are going to – like, Purdy, to me, actually to, is is better than Jimmy G because he could do everything that Jimmy G could do <laughs> except, like, when Jimmy G's first read isn't immediately open, he does this weird hitch, and then he still just throws it. And it's like this tight window throw, and all 49er fans just want to pull their hair out, whereas Purdy can actually, like, buy an extra second or two and, like, you know, move around and make more things happen off schedule. So I think that Purdy is not going to be the issue, but – like, look at this team. They get hurt every year. And here's the here's the kicker, and this is why I ultimately do agree with Simon. Six years Kyle Shanahan has been a coach of the San Francisco 49ers. As much success as they've had, what is it, two conference championships, another Super Bowl appearance, uh, you know, two appearances, I mean, in a conference championship. They've never gone over their win total in back-to-back seasons. They've never won their division in back-to-back seasons. Like this team just always finds a way to like revert back to the mean. I think Dallas is very, very close to the 49ers to where I'm not even putting them like, oh, they're top two definitely. Like I think, you know, a few weeks into the season, we could be, oh, the Cowboys are Cowboys and the Eagles, not the 49ers and the Eagles. All right, so I'm going to take that back uh, <laughs> and I'll talk about my next best bet when we talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Simon, give me one more best bet before we start peppering Brandon and Rayba. So this is a new one for me, and I can't say the name of the book, but it's the only book that has Pittsburgh 60-1 to 1, Super Bowl futures. And it's about Kenny taking that year two step. We talk all the time, Chad. I, I took a lot of heat when I got back here to Jersey from a lot of pros because um, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt to a lot of these quarterbacks taking that next step. And I was giving no love to Kenny. And, you know – I don't take too much from preseason football because teams are just running shell defenses, right? They're running cover two or they're running a zone, and that's really it. They're not really throwing anything at you. But what I wanted to see was Kenny was put the ball down 20 yards down the field, and he did it multiple times. And not only was he doing it, he was looking for their best receiver in picking. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those where I'm just playing a number. At bet 365 right now, I believe it's 40 to 1 Pittsburgh. So that's what I'm saying. Shop around. You can get way better odds right now on this team at this book that again go to the action app i put it in there the exact book that's a great number to take on a pittsburgh team that i love teams that play in really hard divisions because that means when they get through it if they get to the wild card they get they win the division they've already been through it they've been playing playoff football since december that's what i feel like we have in that afc north right every team is just really good so you know they got all the weapons, right? Offensively, the biggest question to me is their offensive line. I do think it's looked better this preseason. So, yeah, 60 to 1 Pittsburgh, Chad. That's that's my favorite bet right now for long shot Super Bowl odds. Well, look, we believe we believe the AFC North by far best division of football, right? Only division where every team is over 8 uh yeah. for their season win total. Um great offensive line in the Ravens and the Browns as uh chronicled by Brandon Great defensive lines uh, in the Browns and the Steelers. Like, this is a team where top to bottom rosters are loaded. All right, let's get into it with our guests. It's, it's time to turn the attention away from us, Simon. Brandon, you mentioned your love of the Texans. Would you like to make them potentially the first, the very first best bet you're going to talk about 
on the Favorites Podcast, home of a massive contest. <laughs> this is this is oh, the one God. that you want to lay out for people. This is not just the one. I'm going to give you like five Texans bets here. <laughs> so let me start by making the case for this team. I love the Houston Texans this year. They added a lot of floor raisers on the team. And I just like they 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 added floor raisers to a team that literally was not relevant to the football conversation for the last few years. Now they're bringing in Will Anderson, best defender in the draft. Derek Stingley, really, they get him back because he missed half the season. He has shut down corner possibility. Just they brought in a lot of veterans. Shaq Mason on the line. Nobody cares, but that that improves the the, the guard position, that improves the interior of the line. That line is young. It's improving a lot. For a long time, that offensive line has been horrible, and their run game has been terrible. Bobby Slowick is a new offensive coordinator. I think he's a name we're going to start hearing a lot of this year from a lot of like the, the, the nerd conversations. Bobby Slowick is going to be the guy because he's from the Kyle Shanahan tree, comes with D'Amico Ryans. So you got D'Amico doing what he did in San Francisco on defense with all these great pass rushers, great star corner, and then you have Bobby Slowick reinvigorating the run game, I think, this year, getting that young offensive line going. The defense added some names. That defense actually last year, second half of the season, they were top 10 in DVOA. They were second against the pass. So now you add Stingley back, you add Will Anderson, you add D'Amico. I think that this is the best division or best defense in the division. I think it's the best offensive line in the division. They were number two in special teams last year. Their coach, Frank Ross, usually has them near the top there. If you have the best O-line, the best defense, the best special teams, that's the stuff nobody cares and pay attention to. And that's why I think Houston is way overlooked and the best team in the division. They're my outright favorite in the division. So here's my bet. They are my pick to be this year's worst two first division winner. You can get that as far as as high as 11 to one at some books. We've had a worst to first team 18 of the last 20 years. So I actually grabbed last year Jacksonville in this division, eight to one. They were the winner, but that's, you know, this is the not for long league. So we talked about Jacksonville earlier. If you look like the way I kind of rank rosters and everything, I have my matrix quarterback is the one spot that Jacksonville has this real advantage at Houston is has a lots of just like solid above averages now where Jacksonville has some deficiencies elsewhere. I'm not high on the Colts, especially Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to take some time. The Titans have, we talked about the offensive line rankings. Tennessee is dead last on every ranking that I looked at for offensive lines. And I, I have a hard time believing in that team. So I love 11 to one worst to first Houston's my outright favorite at bet three, six, five. If you want to get cute, you can get a 14 to one on Houston first, Jacksonville second, because I don't really think Jacksonville can slide too far out of this. So if you want to do that, if they do win the division, I'm talking nine, 10 wins here. D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year, I think is in play 25 to one. That's one of my favorite coach of the year bets. And then my absolute favorite bet on Houston. And my, this is literally my favorite bet of the entire preseason circuit is the bet that you already bet against Chad. Give me my guy Anderson, Will Anderson, to win Defensive Rookie of the Year at 5-1. to one. And thank you, Jalen Carter, for existing, because I think the Jalen Carter hype is buying us easy odds on Will Anderson. Two defensive tackle winners the last 28 years. Two in 28. We want edge rushers. We want sacks. We want guys out on the edge making plays, getting the flash plays. I don't know if Jalen Carter is going to be on the field enough and get enough you know, the, the the flashy stats at the end. He's going to finish the year with like 25 tackles and four sacks. And, and he's going to make a big difference for a really good team. But we're going to count on voters to notice that. Voters will notice Will Anderson like plowing through guys like he has in the preseason and blowing up plays. Here's the stats on Defense Rookie of the Year. 19 out of the last 23 were top 15 picks. Now, to be fair, Jalen Carter's top 15 too. So he fits the criteria. You want a favorite? Seven of the last 11 were plus 900 or shorter. That's just our two guys, Jalen and Anderson. That's the only two. Seven or more sacks for six of the last nine guys. And here's the one stat I found. Six winners in a row at this Rookie of the Year. Six winners in a row joined a defense bottom six in points per game and jumped into the top 10 the year that they joined. That was Sauce Gardner last year. From dead last to fourth, here's the sixth this year. Bears, Vikings, Lions, terrible division. Cardinals, Colts, and the Houston Texans. 
I think they jump to top 10 points per game allowed. I think the defense makes a leap to make the playoffs. Give me the 11 to 1 playoffs. Give me the 5 to 1. Will Anderson, as in Will Anderson, to bet the Texans again? Yes, he will. Oh, wow. You've been working on that. And that was, that was nice. Oh, yeah. Braybon. Damn, bro. I. Like, where did you get that shit you were smoking on, man? I, like, I need yeah. some of that shit. That, like, damn. You know what's interesting about this? He went through this whole, this this litany of, of information. Oh, by the way, they're starting a rookie quarterback. All right, so let's let's start here. And first of all, let me say this. I When I first started looking into the Texans this year, I was like, everybody's going to think they're tanking. They're not tanking because they traded their pick to Arizona. So, Yes, this is going to be a different team, but there's a big step from them, you know, going over their win total maybe to winning the division. I don't think they're there yet. Now, if you look at teams uh, over since since the NFL went to 32 teams in 2002, uh, we've had 31 instances when a team drafts a rookie quarterback top 10 and then that team goes uh and then that quarterback excuse me goes and starts eight or more games so essentially a situation like we expect from Richardson like we expect from Stroud uh Bryce Young those teams are going over their win total uh about 37 percent of the time over the past decade it's about 26 percent of the time so like first that's just first of all now the Texans I think they have a lot of decent players now but they don't really have that many needle movers at all like Laramie Tunsil's great Shaq Mason had his worst season since his rookie year. He's like 30-something. Jimmy Ward is like 32. You know, like they got they got a lot of guys that like look good on paper, but their receivers, they might not have one good receiver if my guy Tank Dell doesn't get back on the field. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz, eh, he's good in Dallas. Noah Brown, no. Robert Woods, washed. Nico Collins, kind of stiff. You know, like this team. And then Howard's hurt. The center's hurt. So the old line is not really going to be quite as good as you think it is. But more importantly, let's just talk about the team that I think is better than this Texan team. And that's the, and that's the Tennessee Titans. I can't believe you said the Texans. I mean, the, yeah, the Texans have the best defense in the division. I think the Titans have the best defense in the division easier. I think Jeffrey Simmons is better than every single player on the Texas defense. And then you look at that front, you got uh, Danico Autry, you got Tart, you got Al Shire, you got Arden Key, you got Bayard, one of the best safeties in the game. Uh, like, it's just, like, there's just too many players on this front. It's just, you know what happened with the Titans last year? They missed the third most games. Uh, to, they, they lost the third most games to injury. They were seven and three. This Titan team that everyone thinks is terrible now because they went seven and 10. They were seven and three. Seven and three. And then... They go on a seven-game losing streak to lose, to close out the season. Four of those games, one-score games. One of those losses, a game where Malik Willis lost to the Texans, throwing under 100 yards. Another one of those losses, the play-in game, where they were up with under three minutes to go until Josh Dobbs, who they signed off the street to play for Willis, got fumble sixth. This The other four years, Vrabel over his win total. Vrabel winning record as a underdog straight up. It, this is the same Titan team we've always seen. They just had one bad stretch, one bad two months, and now everyone thinks that they're like the second or third best team in the division. This Titan team still has the best defense. Ryan Tannehill, 7.8 yards per attempt last year. Derrick Henry, right on his career average yards per touch. DeAndre Hopkins, best wide receiver they've had since A.J. Brown. Chiga Conquo, one of the most explosive young tight ends, year two leap. Traylon Burks, when he gets back, year two leap, and it's going to be a lot easier because you got Hopkins there. And Dillard struggled his rookie year at left tackle. I'll give you that. Since then, his last two years, he's played 215 pass block snaps, giving up one sack. So I think I don't think this Titans O-line is going to be like piss poor last in the league. I think it's going to be meh, but there's no real uh, – other team in this division that is going to have a better offense, even with that. Like, I don't think Houston's going to have a better offense with a rookie quarterback throwing a shit receivers uh, <laughs> with just because Laramie Tunsil is there. Like, Laramie Tunsil is great, but at the end of the day, this Titan team is going to be able to play action. They're going to be able to just ram Henry down people's throats. And again, I think people are sleeping on this defensive front, which is not just one of the best. In, it's not just the best in the division. This defensive front is one of the best defensive fronts in all of football. 
like player for player. So to me, this is easy Titans bet. Um, I think the Jaguars are still the, the biggest threat to the Titans, not the Texans. But the Jaguars, they have good players at the skill positions and shakiness everywhere else, kind of like you said, Brandon. So for me, I'm just going right back to expecting the Titans to do what they've done every other year, which is exceed expectations. And, oh, and they got a kicker now. They got Nick Folk from New England. So their kicker situation is solved. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I just can't find a reason – uh, to fade the Titans. I think the win total is like two wins too low, especially for this week division. Um, and I, I think that people are just, it's just all, it's just a, it was just a bunch of bad luck and people are, are sleeping and they're going to bounce back. And by the way, Jacksonville, you know, cause again, I think Jacksonville is the biggest threat. They had the second best injury luck. Tennessee had the third worst. So I think that's just clouding people's perceptions. Like a, a, t- a couple of months, a month and a half of, of bad football with Malik Willis and everyone hurt uh, is not what the Titans are. Simon, you and I love the Titans. We feel like they're undervalued everywhere. Do you want to give the one reason why we're afraid of making a Titans bet? We're almost at that point now we can do it where I don't think Tana will be traded, right? That was just the fear going into the season that, you know, they, they, they use a lot of drag stock on these two different quarterbacks. And it's kind of the same thing you just saw with Trey Lance. It's like they got to get that guy out of the room, right? They don't want any issues and Apparently he's been nothing but good to these 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 young quarterbacks. Like there's no drama in that locker room. It does feel like it's a one last hurrah for this team. And yeah, to me they're they're the best value, right? We love buying low on teams. Last year the Jaguars feel like an easy bet for this division. I feel like the Titans feel like an easy bet. And I'll just say the rookie of the year bet. My only knock would be Jalen Carter is going to be in more primetime games. And we know how simple these NFL voters are. Where if he makes the right play in a couple of big games and it's on national television. And even if he has less sacks or touch it, uh, you know, makes big plays or whatever it is. I still think if he makes enough big plays in national television, he'll get a bump over a guy that, you know, we don't think they're going to win their vision. Right. I Brandon's right. Like he, he's one of me, like where I love taking these long shots of like, I think that Houston's the play next year. Right. It feels like you're a year early on them this year, where next year is the play, right. That the no longer have a rookie head coach, no longer our rookie quarterback. Next year will be the move for me on Houston, where this year I'm with Chris. It's just like I have to take Tennessee. Like Vrabel every year has proven it to us, and I can't just fade him after one down year. So um, it would be really hard to talk me off Tennessee. I just feel like that that's the only choice we have to make in this division, Chad. Coaches we absolutely 100% hate betting against. Yeah. Especially, especially when they are um, underdogs. Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Mike Frabel. Hate it. The guy is a proven winner. He's so much smarter as a football coach than he gets credit for. I want us to transition now to a team and a bet that at least Brandon and Raybon can agree on so there doesn't have to be any violence (laughs) like there was last time. Brandon... We're an Atlanta Falcons podcast. Explain what you're going to tell people. I love the Falcons this year. A lot of the same reasons that I made the case for the Texans. They just added a lot of floor raisers, especially on defense. Jesse Bates coming in, Calais Campbell, Onyemata, Bud Dupree. This was a truly awful defense last year, and I don't think they're going to be good. I'm not going to say that they're going to be a possible top 10. I do think the Texans will. The Falcons, just getting the average. Just, just be... Like, like Rayvon said, just be meh. Can, can you just like be <laughs> meh and not absolutely awful? I think they can. I like the new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen. Yes. I think he'll help. On offense, the line is really good. Top 10. I think I have them seventh in my ratings. Then you got Bijan Robinson, the rookie running back, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Like we, in the 90s, we had the triplets in Dallas, right? Like these are the triplets. These Who else has a running back, a tight end, and a receiver? with that level of skill, top 10 picks, all three of these guys. So I think we're overlooking this offense a little bit because it's unconventional. They're the run heaviest team. But part of the reason I don't like all the stuff you guys said about the Titans and quite believe as much is because of the guy leading this team, Arthur Smith, who is not in the Titans anymore. I know he wasn't last year, but I think that the injuries and all that kind of clouded the drop-off on offense, the drop-off in in Tannehill's play, some of the advanced metrics. Tannehill became this elite, really great quarterback for two years. Which two? The Arthur Smith years. Falcons have a real quarterback now, a.k.a. not Marcus Mariota. 
Simon, I know you don't want him any part of your Philadelphia Eagles this year coming off the bench there. He looks terrible. I think just getting Desmond Ritter to be fine. Can you just be fine and, again, be meh? Can you be meh and come in and hand the ball off? They had like 600 carries last year. Arthur Smith in Tennessee had a top six DVO offense his two years leading the offense. This team with no quarterback last year in Atlanta finished 13th. They are my number eight offense going into the new season. Even though they're weird, it doesn't matter. It, it gets the job done. And I, I don't believe in the Saints. They're the oldest team I believe in the league. And I just feel like that's a team. I don't believe in Dennis Allen. I think they'll be in the mix. I think they'll be a good team. But I like the Falcons a little bit more. Again, to me, they're my favorite in that division. So uh, similar bets here. Worst to first division. Atlanta's my other pick here. Much shorter odds. It's plus 220 on that one. Arthur Smith, coach of the year, is 14-1. to 1. I'm playing both of those. You know, get a, get a couple bites of the apple sometimes. At bet365, you can bet on Atlanta. This is going to sound crazy, but it, it's another one of these long shots. Atlanta, for me, I agree with what you all said about the 49ers. I'm fading them this year. If I'm out on the Niners, and all I have left in the NFC then is one team that's the one seed, then the path is open, if the Falcons are really good, to be the two seed. And if the Falcons are the two seed... Give me a 10 to 1 conference finals appearance from the Atlanta Falcons. If you're a two or three seed, top two seed, you win a home game or two, you're in the conference finals. You're going to lose real bad when you get there. Like, this is not, don't buy a Super Bowl ticket. No, thank you. I don't want that. But I believe in the Falcons. And then, Chad, our guy, your guy, Raybon's guy, Bijan Robinson, offensive rookie of the year, three to one. I took that plus 450 on draft night. I still like it three to one. 15 of the last 19 rookie of the years on offense were top 12 picks. He, You pretty much need a top 10 fantasy guy if you're going to pick a uh, rookie of the year. He's going, what, like fifth or sixth in most drafts. So obviously we expect him to do that. It's a soft schedule for this team. I think he has a big year. I think, Chad, you have an even like a stronger bet on Bajan than just offense rookie of the year. You think he can lead the league in rushing? I do. I do. And A, nobody hunts and pecks for alt lines and creative markets better than Brandon Anderson. And nobody can convince you that it's the most obvious choice <laughs> to make, no matter how long the odds, better than Brandon Anderson. I agree with everything you just said. I love it. I love it all. Uh, Simon and I, we both love Arthur Smith. We love his creativity. Um, I think it's a little strong to say that Drake London – Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson are the equivalent of a Hall of Fame combination <laughs> of triplets like the Dallas Cowboys. But based on Raybon, I do love Bijan Robinson, who is about 11 to 1 to lead the league in rushing, because I honestly feel like Arthur Smith might let him carry the ball 2,000 times. Yeah. You know? Raybon. I think Bijan is the best bet in this market by far because you look at the other guys, you know, atop the leaderboard and they make sense, you know, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, but those guys are a little bit older. Uh, this award tends to trend younger. And when you look at, you know, since the merger, we've seen about 11% of rookie uh, of the winners be rookie running backs. And if it's going to be a, a rookie, it's almost certainly going to be B. John Robinson. And that's that percentage has increased over the last decade or so. Remember, we had two uh, two winners in 2016 and 2017 back-to-back that were rookies. We had Zeke, and then we had Kareem Hunt. Uh, so, And then you go uh, back to 1999, you had Edger and James. So you know, in the last you know, just over 20 years, we've had three. So you know, the likelihood of a, guy, of a rookie, a guy like Robinson, uh, winning this award just goes up. He's one of the only guys – um, I think that has that 20 carry upside outside of your, your Chubbs and your Derrick Henrys. So uh, I think B. John Rob and like Brandon said, the O-line, one of the best in the league. So um, yeah, I think he's by far the best bet in the, in this market, uh, a great way to, to kind of bet on some, some Falcons longer shots. But I just want to go back to one thing, Brandon, you said about, you know, Arthur Smith and the fact that he's, he's in Atlanta now. And that is one of the reasons I love this Falcon team to win a division. Uh, I think they're the best team over the saints, but remember the year after Arthur Smith left in Tennessee, it was 2021. Derrick Henry missed eight games. AJ Brown missed a handful. Guess what the Titans did? 
number one seed in the AFC. Stop it. Stop it. Like, this Titan team is too nasty for y'all. Like, like plus 320 to win this division is easy money. Like, it's easy right. money. But, but no, the Falcons, I think the Falcons are the best team in this division. Simon, like, my thing with the Saints is, and you kind of talked about Carr and him having the new toys, and I, I think on the surface that's it's true. But when you look a little deeper, you, Derek Carr's had – this is his fifth new offense. So he's going to be in year one of a new offense for the fifth time as a pro, right? The previous four times that he's been in year one of a new offense are his four worst years in the National Football League in pretty much every single statistical metric. Like yards per attempt, passer rating, completion rate, every possible thing. Like those are just Carr's worst years. In years where he's not in year one of a new offense, he's about just over 500. In years where he is in the, in the first year of the new offense, he's like 22 and 40. Like it's just – he just doesn't really catch on uh, w- that fast. And like none of his career highs – in year one of a new offense are even as good as what Andy Dalton did uh, for the Saints last year. So that's why I'm a little bit concerned uh, about the, about the Saints, because I think, I don't think Derek Carr is really the upgrade that people think he is. And then there is just a lot of fragility with all these older, um, older guys. So yeah, Falcons all day for me. Simon. Look at you two sitting there with straight faces telling people to put their real money on Desmond Ritter. I mean, Chad, I got to play the devil's advocate, man. I'm the only one here on their okay. under. Atlanta, I get where all these people are coming from, right, just because last year they had all these one-score games. We've all just watched Mariota play football. This kid could not be out, beat out Marcus Mariota last year. And you think he's just going to turn it around in one year, right, in this offense? He's not. I've watched him practice. I've read all the scouts who have gone to their practices. Their beat writers who've been to their practice. This kid can't complete balls 20 yards downfield. Drake London can make incredible catches, and maybe that's why he'll complete it. But that's it. Like, this kid, he's got – he doesn't have what it takes to make in this league. And we just know how it is, right? There are 12 really, really good elite quarterbacks. There are 10 in between, right? The Tannehills, the Derek Cars, And there's just 10 rookies and a ton of shit. And that's just what football is. And every year in the preseason, people will hype up their guys, right? Jordan Love, three touchdowns. He looks incredible for Green Bay. I always tell people, going back to Sam Bradford had three touchdowns in one quarter against Green Bay. I think we had four wins that season on the Eagles. It's just, it doesn't matter, right? You're throwing against Aaron preseason. So I get the hype, right? Atlanta on paper is good, right? They played in really close games with what you guys said, a corpse of Mariota. It just feels like this is the darling of everyone. Everyone's telling you to bet this team, and that's why – Again, I like the Saints. I'm getting a good number. I'm getting the best quarterback in this division. And I think the most complete offense, where this team, it's got a long, young talent and potential. Never have seen the talent, right? I've never seen Drake London show out. Never seen Kyle Pitts show out. Robinson could be incredible. To me, that running back, is they're all going to kind of eat away each other's carries. That's just why I love Robinson's upside. It's just they got a lot of mouths to feed in that backfield. I don't think Arthur's just going to make him – the three down lead horse back. I, I haven't seen that in this preseason. I, I don't expect it for this upcoming season. So I get the love for Atlanta. I just think they've done this team wrong where they should have took Justin Fields. They took a tight end and now they're going to be paying for it. Right. They're just not going to throw this third round, third rounder in from Cincinnati. And he's going to really take off. I just have not seen anything, even their beat writers, right? The beat writers are supposed to smoke up their own team and be like, this kid looks great. You're just not hearing it right they're, You're just not hearing it at all from this Atlanta camp because the kid is, he's just not that talented. So to me, if Atlanta gets that eight and a half, it's all Arthur Smith. Like that's just an incredible coaching job just because I don't think they have a starting quarterback on this roster right now. Look at them last year. So last year, right. With Mariota for 13 games and rookie Ritter for four, this was the best offense in the division by DVOA, the best offense. Tom Brady started 17 games for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Atlanta was the best offense in the division. They had third stringers on that O line, and they had Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Like that's so, yeah, third right. stringers. Okay, 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 okay. Tom Brady okay so that's my point. So now you're saying Tom Brady can't make third string offensive line good, but a team with a great offensive line, great skill position players, a coach who's proven to take less and make it into more, and a team that already had the best offense in the division, 
you're telling me that they can't win this division now with Brady gone? If it's third and eight, it's over. It's either going to be a pick or the ball's hitting the ground, Ritter, dude. This kid, I'm telling you, you're going to be pissed. You're going to be so pissed yourself for having money on him. Week to week, maybe not, but season long, I'm telling you, Desmond is not not the answer in Atlanta. They, they, they're going to either have Kyler Murray next year or Tannehill. This yeah. is not the future for them. Are, already the best offense in the division Heineke and Ritter. Heineke, <laughs> Shame. People Heineke, remember this. People Heineke. are down the Saints. The Saints are a better offense. They're proven. They're old. What's Michael old? Thomas, Who's old? You think, you think Taysom Hill? Old? Taysom Hill's old as fuck. Like he's not going to keep. He's not going to keep <laughs> running for like twelve touchdowns. <laughs> Juwan Johnson. Don't, don't sleep on Juwan Johnson. Johnson. I feel like we're sleeping on because, like Simon, I think you kind of said the same thing about about the 49ers to it in a different way. I feel like we're, we're sleeping on these offenses that are kind of built to be kind of almost quarterback proof. It's like great offensive line, great skill players, great coach who, who only, the only thing the quarterback has to do is fucking distribute the ball. And like, if Ritter fucks it up, sure. look at Heineke. Heineke came in for Carson Wentz. Who we all, I mean, I know I was like, Carson Wentz is not it. Heineke comes in, same team, <laughs> and they go on a winning streak. For, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't take, it's not going to take much in this division. And by the way, Drake London, when Ritter came, Seven for seventy on eleven targets. Seven for ninety six. Uh, six for one twenty. Drake London. Nothing over twenty yards, though. That's my point. It's all seven for seventy. His last, like his last game of the year, he literally <laughs> averaged twenty yards a catch. Six for one twenty. That's twenty <laughs> yards a catch. <laughs> hey guys, here's the one bet we can agree on because we got to get to the last best bet. The one bet we can agree on coming out of Atlanta, Arthur Smith is going to put the ball in Bijan Robinson's hands as much as he possibly can. The game plan is going to be get it out of Desmond Ritter's hand, put it in Bijan Robinson's hand. He might make Bijan Robinson be the Cordero Patterson player and just get the ball directly from center. And we also know Chris Lidstrom, one of the best run, blo- run blockers in the NFL, also one of the top 10 highest paid players in the NFL this year because of his signing bonus. This team is about Arthur Smith, Bijan Robinson. That's it. So we're going to bet Bijan Robinson to lead the league in rushing. We're going to bet Bijan Robinson for offensive rookie of the year. And we're going to remind people, catch every episode of the favorites live on YouTube. <laughs> so you can get the kind of banter and discourse that you're getting right now. For those of us enjoying it on YouTube right now, don't forget to give us a like subscribe to the action network, YouTube page. Also Simon, you should be able to do this by now. Can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S.? Game Time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, because they sponsor the show. Two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm going to Game Time right now from my house here in Connecticut. I'm so. This is why I'm so excited. I told Matt Mitchell before I did the read. Right now. I can get in. I got the Mets. I got the U.S. Open. You can do a double feature in Queens. Just walk across the boardwalk from the U.S. Open Stadium to the Mets Stadium. It's freaking beautiful. U.S. Open tickets a little more than 100 That's a steal, by the way. Mets tickets, 6 bucks. What are you going to do? No matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out. Have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code FAVORITES. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. We're sticking in the NFC. We mentioned this team earlier. I'd say in the last 24 to 48 hours, I've heard more hype about this team than any other team. Simon, I know you're starting to fall in love with them a little bit, at least at their price. Brandon... Tell me your final best bet. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm looking to bet in and often on the Dallas Cowboys. We made really the case for them earlier in the podcast. Sorry, Chad, when when you had the 49ers Super Bowl bet and Simon got in and Chris got in coming against it, I, I'm also against it. I don't like the Niners there. I, I have them worse on offense and on defense this year. I need to see it from Purdy. 
The Eagles are just a classic regression team. I think they're going to be good. The floor is very high. They have the number one offensive line, but there's some questions on defense. They lost a lot of the spine. They're just a an obvious team that is not going to match what they did last year. We, we pretty much know that. And in the NFC, that's it. Who does that leave but the Dallas Cowboys? So as Homer Simpson would say, the two sweetest words in the English language, default, it's the Cowboys. <laughs> they added Stephon Gilmore, addressed the cornerback need. So now he's in the room. They added the wide receiver too, Brandon Cook. So I think it's going to be a really good fit on this particular offense. They effectively added Tyron Smith. Please, God, stay healthy at left tackle. We never know with him. But while he's healthy, it's probably a top five offensive line. They use their first round pick on a nose tackle, Mozzie Smith. You don't do that unless you know you are like two pieces away from winning the Super Bowl. I just need a fat dude on the line to please block and get somebody in the run game. Stop letting him run up our throat, Mozzie. That's what he's there for. Dak missed five games last year, too. And frankly, I think no Zeke is addition by subtraction, not because he's terrible, but because they over-relied on him. And Mike McCarthy, look, I would not want Mike McCarthy handling my money. I am not excited that he is part of this bet. We have to live with it. However, his teams have skewed pass-heavy over the years when he's in charge. And I think that might accidentally, if it's true, help this team out. Less Zeke running into the line that hasn't been working for years. More, hey, our top 10 quarterback, Dak Prescott, throw the ball. And Brian Schottenheimer, I don't want him near my money either. He's the OC. But what he has done successfully is get the ball to receivers in space and let them create afterward. Well, look at the receivers. Brandon Cook's lightning speed. C.D. Lamb, a guy who was a yak monster in college and hasn't really had good chances to do that in Dallas. I think it sets up well for what they do. The defense, obviously, we know is good. They were top two DVOA each of the last two years. They led the league in takeaways both years. Dan Quinn, great coordinator. Micah Parsons is the correct favorite for, for uh, player of the year on defense to me. It, it just It's a team that has all the makings of a very good season. So I am ready to bet even more in on this team than I did on Philly last year. My regret with Philly, I was in on them from the beginning. Simon, you and I talked about them. I think I was on this podcast on them. I had like a 20 to 1 most wins. What I didn't get was some of the other escalator stuff along the way. I love to say, okay, who do I like? So Dallas, over 9.5, eh, the juice is pretty high. I don't really need it. So what can I do here? All right, division, almost 2 to 1 at most books. So give me the division. Effectively, that's just a head-to-head bet. Do I like the Cowboys or the Eagles? I'm going to bet on the Cowboys. Late in the season, when Dallas hosts Philadelphia for obviously a key game, Philly is coming off of this wicked month-long stretch against like the best teams in the league, three or four straight games, and then at Dallas at the end of that. That's a huge game, maybe the most important game in the NFC, and it's a great schedule spot for Dallas. So give me the division at bet 365. You can go Dallas 1, Philly 2, plus 270. So add a little bit of juice there. Come on. The Giants and the Commanders, they're not sneaking in here. So give me that. Give me the one seed, plus 650. Most wins. If you're the one seed in the NFC, bloodbath in the AFC, you're probably going to be the best record, just like Philly was last year. Most wins at bet 365 is 14 to 1. I like the alternate over 12 and a half. That's plus 425. You get 13 wins or more. Probably going to do that if you're in this division. You beat the Eagles at least once, maybe twice. And then I got to do it. If you are the one seed, I, I can truly say I don't believe these necessarily. But if you're the one seed, the two bets I didn't make last preseason that nearly cashed, and I would have hated myself, is I did not quite bet on Jalen Hurts to an MVP, even though I thought it was possible. And I did not bet Philly to win the Super Bowl, even though I thought that was possible. They didn't. But they got real close, and I would have rather had those tickets all season. So give me the 15-1 to Super Bowl. If you're the one seed in the open NFC, you have to do it. And give me Dak, 25-1 to MVP, quarterback of the one seed on America's team. Say no more. If you're that, you're going to be in the MVP mix. We know MVP is a quarterback. We know it's a top two seed. His yards per attempt, his TD rate, his EPA, those numbers are there. I think the production will be... Not overwhelming, but if you're the Cowboys quarterback on a one-seed juggernaut team, which they have the possibility of being, 25-1 to 1 is just too long of a number. So I can't believe this. I, I mentioned the triplets earlier. I grew up in the 90s absolutely hating this team. I am not a Cowboys fan. 
I am a fan of money, and I will put my money in the Cowboys lots of ways and hope that they do well this year. The Cowboys are becoming one of those teams where I sprayed the field with so many freaking futures over the last six months, and (laughs) I just had a blind spot for the Cowboys because of their history, because of Jerry, because of Mike McCarthy. Simon, you talked about him last week when we had Ross Tucker on. I just missed it. I missed it. I missed all of it. I missed the value. It's making me sick. Terrible. Just terrible. Raybon, one final bet from you, my friend. Uh, I love I love the Cowboys too, by the way. Um, but yeah, I'm going. I gotta I gotta go. We got just rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> we gotta go back. We gotta go back to the NFC South. Uh, you know, usually we talk about <laughs> usually we were talking about uh, overs and, and and I mean usually we were talking about unders, but we talked about all overs. So. I'm going to give you a, a team I'm fading. Uh, and as the Carolina Panthers, uh, this is another one of those teams, you know, rookie quarterback. Um, so, you know, that's a 37% chance right there over the last two decades plus to go over the win total. But every year there's there's these one or two teams where if you could kind of pick them out early, they're just going to be poorly run, poorly coached. And, you know, it was Urban Meyer a couple years ago, Hackett and the Broncos last year. I think this year is going to be Frank Reich and and the Carolina Panthers. I th- I hate every move they made outside of getting Bryce Young. I mean, first of all, they get Bryce Young, and I get it. Like you gotta, you know, go all out for your franchise quarterback. But come on, like get get a deal done that doesn't give up his future number one receiver just just to get him there. So like you got fleece for that. Uh, you pay fourteen mil to Thielen over 30-year-old cooked. You pay 13 mil for Hayden Hurst, 30-year-old tight end, not never had 600 yards in a season. You pay uh, you pay the most, you spend the most at running back, which shows you don't know what the hell you're doing for Miles Sanders, who goes from, you know, a great situation to one where it's like, you know, bad because the offensive line is not good. Your top pick from last year, Iki Aquanu, has regressed. Uh, this is just reeks of a team that they, they, they're trying to get these like veteran stop gaps because Frank Reich doesn't want to lose. Uh, even though he should be rebuilding, he's coming off these disastrous seasons in Indianapolis. But guess what? He lost uh, Gannon, Eberflus, uh, uh, you know, all, the, all of his top Sirianni. Once he started losing his coaching staff, that's when you started seeing the Colts blowing all those, those, those games and, and just being a disaster. This Carolina team doesn't have any of it. The, the GM is bad. The coach is bad. These teams usually struggle anyway. The only reason they're even at seven and a half is because they're in this weak division. But at the end of the day, this team is not going to win many games, in my opinion. I think they're going to they're, they're one of the few teams that their coach is, is going to lose them games. And you're already starting to see the depth, uh, the lack of depth play out. I mean, they, they – literally got shut out in the first week of the preseason. Like who gets shut out in the preseason? Like it's just got guys going one-on-one. Like you, like, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, you have to win, but like getting shut out, it just shows a lack of depth on this team. So uh, Bryce Young, love them. But the best thing that's going to happen for this Carolina team is they bottom out by like week 12 so that they're starting an actual rebuild um, at this time next year. And they could put some, some good pieces around Bryce. Cause they spent, they spent 40 mil and their offense is still the worst in the, in the, in the division. How do you do that? Like how, how how do you do that? Like it's 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 just ridiculous. Like Tampa Bay probably wins more games than this team. All right. Well, look, uh, the Dallas bet is going to haunt me. <laughs> the um, the Panthers bet, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I think that this is a team to fade right now. Um, I think I think we got a lot done today, fellas. And I feel like we did it without, uh, you know, everybody actually drawing blood, which is kind of a, it's a little bit of an accomplishment. <laughs> Let me recap. I got, right now I got Brandon loving the Texans, which is kind of insanity. I got Raybon loving the Titans, which makes a little bit more sense now that we know Tannehill's not going anywhere. We all love the Falcons. Brandon loves the Cowboys. Uh, Raybon hates the Panthers. Um, we all agree that uh, the NFC South is both the most interesting division and the least interesting division in the NFL. Uh, we all love Bijan Robinson. We're all um, going to root for Trevor Lawrence to get as many touchdown passes as possible. 
As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. For my BFF, Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast presented by Beth365, part of the Action Network. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.